Recording in progress. This is, uh, this is the April 12th uh, meeting of the Planning Commission. I will call it to order. Uh, with that, uh, can uh, Director Phipps, can you call uh, call the uh, call the roll? Thank yes, you. thank you, Chair. Good evening, Chair Luxembourg, Planning Commissioner, staff, members of the public. This evening's meeting is being held at City of Sausalito Council Chamber at 420 Litho Street and is open to members of the public. Members of the public may also access this meeting and provide public comment through Zoom. With that, I will move to call roll. Commissioner Saad. Here. Commissioner Graff. Here. Commissioner Feller. Here. Vice Chair Grinius. Present. Chair Luxembourg. Here. We have achieved quorum. Uh, next item on the agenda is approval of the agenda. I look, uh, look for a motion. So moved. Second. Uh, Director Phipps, please call the roll. Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Saad? Yes. Commissioner Graff? Yes. Commissioner Feller? Yes. Vice Chair Junius? Yes. Chair Luxembourg? Yes. Motion passes. Uh, next item is public comments uh, for items not on the agenda. Uh, Director Phipps, could you explain the rules for that? Please? Yes, thank you, Chair. This is the time for the Planning Commission to hear from citizens regarding matters that are not on the agenda, except in very limited situations. State law precludes the Planning Commission from taking action on or engaging in discussions concerning items of business that are not on the agenda. However, the Planning Commission may refer items not on the agenda to staff or direct the subject to be agendized at a future meeting. Video or audio public comment participation is limited to three minutes per speaker. If you would like to make a comment in person, please raise your hand and you will be called upon when it is your time to speak. If you would like to make a comment virtually in the Zoom application, similarly, please raise your hand within the application and you will be called upon when it is your time to speak. Uh, to raise your hand from a phone, press star nine. Each speaker will be notified when the time has elapsed. Thank you, Chair. Is there anybody in the audience that wants to make comments for items not on the agenda? Not seeing any and not seeing any on Zoom. Uh, we will close that. Uh, yes. Uh, can you come up to the uh, podium? If you, if you have a comment on an item that is not on the agenda, please step to the dais. Actually, I just have a quick question about the, the timing of the project, because we live at 622 Sosalito Boulevard, which is next door to 626, and we are planning to do some little work on our house, so we would need to, <clears throat> to coordinate. If, so I, if I may, ma'am, um, that item is agendized at this meeting, I believe. I be you said you were 622... Sosalito Boulevard. Sosalito. That item will be heard during the public hearing portion of this agenda. And that is an item that is on this evening's agenda. You will be able to provide a comment when that item is brought forward. Oh, I'm sorry. My apologies. Seeing no additional comments, Chair. Uh, thank you very much, Director Phipps. At this point, we're going to move on to item number four, approval of the Planning Commission minutes. Uh, they are attached to the uh, agenda. Uh, look for a motion uh, on the minutes. I'll make it the motion. Second. Are there any questions or comments on the on the on the minutes? Uh, seeing none, uh, Director Phipps, call the roll, please, on the motion. 
Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Saad? Yes. Commissioner Graff? Yes. Commissioner Feller? Yes. Vice Chair Junius? Yes. Chair Luxembourg? Yes. Motion passes. Uh, moving on to item five, communications. Uh, uh, Director Phipps, do you have any updates from uh, CDD at this time? I do. Thank you, Chair. Uh, regarding CDD staffing, we have made what I would like to describe as excellent progress since our last meeting. Uh, specifically, CDD welcomed community development technician Liza Tellez to the team this past Monday, and she seems to be fitting in quite well thus far. Additionally, CDD welcomed senior planner Robert Busick to the team today in a part-time remote capacity until he is able to transition out of his current residence in Buckeye, Arizona, and of course, locate reasonable housing accommodation in the Bay Area. Uh, our fingers are crossed for him. CDD will also be welcoming a new associate planner to our team tomorrow. Her name is Catherine Spaulding, and we look forward to working with her as well. As appropriate, uh, CDD will bring new staff to planning commission meetings in order to make formal introductions to the commissioners. Uh, that point brings me to my next communication item, which is the formal introduction of CDD's newest assistant planner, Matthew Mandich. Matthew has a background in both Roman archaeology and public policy. He has lived in England, Rome, and naturally the Bay Area, where he previously served as a legislative aide for Matt Haney of District 6 in City of San Francisco, as well as City of Sausalito's former recreation coordinator. We are extremely excited to have brought him on board and look forward to having him bring projects before you all at future Planning Commission meetings. Um, with that, I will pass the mic to Mr. Mandich. Matthew, the floor is yours. You can, you, you can stay here. Yeah. yeah. Great. Hello, commissioners. I'm very, very happy to be here today. Um, thank you very much for the introduction, Brandon. This is my first uh, Planning Commission meeting here at the City of Sausalito. Looking forward to doing many more with y'all and presenting um, new projects as they come my way. So um, yeah, just excited to be here today. Just uh, kind of get my feet wet, see how the commission meeting rolls. And um, again, look forward to having some more um, projects and pertinent issues to discuss with you in the future. So thank you. Uh, welcome aboard. We're greatly excited to have you on staff. So thank you, Chair. Uh, at the at this uh, is that the end. Uh, any other comments on uh, from CDD staffing? That concludes staff communication. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for comments from City Attorney Rudin, and then I'll ask for the Chair for any comments related to the issues from staff. Uh, City Attorney Rudin, welcome uh, this evening. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have anything to report on my end. Thanks, folks. Okay. Uh, uh, with that, any questions of us, uh, uh, Director Phipps, from uh, from members of the commission? Just a comment. Uh, Chair, uh, the floor is yours, uh, Commissioner Feller. I just want to uh, thank you, Director Phipps, for your leadership, and um, really want to welcome uh, Matthew and Robert, Eliza and Catherine, everybody to the team and uh, it's a very exciting time for the commission because I know that CDD has uh, been built from the ground up and thank you for taking that on. So thank you. Uh, with that, we'll move on to reports, uh, report outs from subcommittees. Uh, first one is objective design and development standards uh, subcommittee. I'll turn it over to Vice Chair Junius and Commissioner Feller. Uh, thank you, Chair Luxembourg. Um, we had our uh, big 
public unveiling at the last hearing. Uh, I think it went pretty well. We're at this point, I think, waiting for some public comment and input. I know the design committee or the, the design community is very interested in what's going on, and we're interested to hear from them as well as members of the public. Um, I don't have any other updates about um, movement on the consultant side. Do you, uh, uh, Commissioner Feller? Uh, no, Vice Chair. I know that Bob Brown is working on uh, pulling any additional comments from the design community, and we should uh, be getting back together with him. Uh, for any updates and revisions we need to do, and then hopefully bring it back for another public process and eventually uh, get that in front, maybe in a town hall setting, and then to the city council as well. Uh, thank you both. That's a critical item which uh, we should keep pushing on to make sure that gets ratified. Our next item, California Housing Legislation Working Group. Uh, Vice Chair Junius, are there any new laws that have been adopted <laughs> since our last meeting? Oh, boy. Um, not not so much new laws adopted. I mean, we all, I think, remember 2022 was a pretty huge year for uh, housing legislation coming out of Sacramento. 2023 could be equally as big. Um, the way uh, things work in Sacramento is they they start the legislative process right about now, the last couple of months. A lot of bills have been introduced and drafted, and they go through either a one- or two-year uh, period. Um, but there is a, a slew of things that are, if they get enacted, are going to be affecting uh, every community in California, including Sausalito. A quick rundown of some of them um, with respect to accessory dwelling units, which I know uh, Sausalito deals with quite a bit. Um, there are, and again, all of these are proposals. These are pro possible pieces of legislation. They're not actually laws yet, but I think a lot of them very well could become laws uh, by the end of the, this year or early next year. Um, ADUs uh, could be allowed to be condoed. So they're currently not allowed to be condoed. That could happen in the future. Um, some communities are already providing um, basic uh, sets of permit-ready floor plans for ADUs. That could become mandatory for jurisdictions uh, in 2025, where each community would have to have six sets of permit-ready plans for various sizes of ADUs. Um, ADUs may, uh, another proposal is to remove the requirement that ADUs be individually metered for utilities. Um, all of these obviously are, are the, the goal here is to try to make ADUs a little bit easier to build and, and uh, more economical. Um, one of the final ones is to make permanent the existing prohibition on imposing owner occupancy requirements on ADUs. Um, so that's the world of ADUs that could be changing. Um, in the world of, of post entitlement uh, work, there, you know, a, a lot of a focus in recent years has been on the actual entitlement process, which are things that come in front of the Planning Commission, things like conditional use authorizations and various design review permits. Um, People are now starting to realize that the building permit process and, and other permits that you need after entitlement are also slowing things down. So um, there are a number of efforts to streamline post-entitlement permits, um, and that will be interesting to see. One of the biggest things that I think uh, will be at issue this year will be uh, regarding the possible permanent, uh, making SB 35 permanent. Right now it has a sunset, uh, as a, or it, it will sunset at the end of next year as of the December 31st or January 1st, 2026. So we're down to the last 18 months of SB 35 unless it is ex, uh, extended. And um, uh, Senator Weiner is proposing that it be made permanent. Um, in addition, the SB 35 has been constantly tweaked since its adoption. Um, and a few other tweaks are, are a part of what's going on this year. Um, one of them is, I think is a big one, is to continue the requ uh, requirement for prevailing wage on SB 35 projects, but to remove the skilled and trained workforce requirement. So that I think will make, uh, are intended to make things a little bit more economical and easier for uh, developers to find contractors and, and get things built. 
Um, moving on to SB9, which I know is also another subject near and dear to the heart of Sausalito. Um, you know, there's an effort to try to clarify how SB9 works. Um, one of the big changes that are being uh, is being discussed is essentially prohibiting a local agency from imposing objective standards that don't apply uniformly to development within the underlying zoning um, or do not relate to design improvements for, you know, for the parcel in general. So that it's it's really trying to homogenize and make the development standards for AD or for um, for SB9 lot split projects and uh, regular projects that wouldn't be subject to the lot split subject to the same rules. Um, and then there are just a few interesting ones, um, not necessarily a big deal for Sausalito, but a lot of housing projects get stuck at the end where they're actually built and they're having trouble getting PG&E to actually hook them up to the electric grid. So they're trying to, the, the state legislature, legislature is trying to work with PG&E and the other utilities in the state to basically force them to have a fixed timeline to connect up uh, housing projects that are completed. And that's just uh, highlights of some of the things going on in Sacramento. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for that very thorough analysis of what's going on. And as, as you always do, keeping us up to date on, on the activities in Sacramento. Uh, next item is standard conditions of approval for resolutions. Uh, uh, Director Phipps, now that we are in, in the process of having some staff, I would, if you could schedule something for maybe the end of May, you gotta let folks get on board for a month and then maybe sometime at the end of May, uh, uh, Vice Chair Junius and I can sit down with whatever staff you've decided is appropriate for working on standard conditions of approval. Uh, ferry side, uh, ferry land, uh, land side working group, uh, Commissioner Feller, is there any further meetings that have been set up? I know that uh, Director McGowan is working on it, but have we made any progress on that? Uh, thank you, Chair Luxembourg. At this time, there is no set meeting. Uh, obviously, this was pulled from our last agenda uh, two weeks ago. Uh, so I believe he's gone back to his team and we're waiting to hear uh, about a possible date for uh, Vice Chair Junius and I to attend. Uh, that would be great. Thank you very much. Uh, housing Element Working Group, uh, Commissioner Feller and Commissioner Saad, any further updates from two weeks ago? Well, I think we're all biting our nails waiting to hear about the what the state is going to respond to uh, with our submission. And uh, Director Phipps, I don't know if you've heard any any new updates through Beth or uh, the state yourself. If I may, um, thank you, uh, Commissioner Feller. Staff have a meeting scheduled with HCD staff. Um, by staff, I mean City Attorney Beth Thompson and myself to have a discussion with uh, state HCD staff regarding comments in connection with our submitted housing element next week, I believe uh, on the 18th. And um, following that meeting, staff plan to prepare communication to council. Um, I think it, it would be appropriate for staff to, to also um, send that one-way communication to the working group. That would be great. Uh, that would be most appreciated. And anything we can do to help support um, your meeting or anything, any fallout out of that, um, Commissioner Saad and I are available at, at uh, your convenience to do that. Uh, so other th than that, there's there's no update at this time. Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you, Commissioner Feller. Uh, next item is the parklets. And in that case, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about we're still waiting. Uh, I'll ask uh, City Attorney Rudin, are, how, how are we coming with the outline of the ordinance and code updates that are going to input into the update of the report? 
those are being prepared. Uh, I'm asking a colleague of mine to assist me in that, uh, given that there are a number of other items going on in the city. Um, and, uh, you know, we anticipate having a draft probably sometime in early May. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, and to Director Phipps, uh, with that coming in early May, similarly, if you could figure out with your new staffing who would be assigned to this, we can then update that report and add that to what uh, uh, City Attorney Rudin and his new colleague are working on and get something back to the council, hopefully sometime in June, maybe. Sounds good. Uh, next item is the Master Plan Working Group. Uh, Commissioner Feller, Commissioner Saad. Um, I had some contacts with some of the local professionals. Um, we've had a few conversations, but uh, it's coming slowly. Um, now that Commissioner Feller and I are both in town, we'll have an opportunity to meet together. We're still in the scoping phase. It is quite unclear if we will receive any funding from City Council. Uh, we still do have an open request uh, for some funding for the master plan. Uh, but that is um, where we are currently. Yeah, I've had some additional conversations with urban planners, master planners, um, not just about the scope, but also about a range of fees that uh, should be reasonable and different phases in how to implement the master plan. Um, this, we still believe, is mission critical work. Uh, to what we're doing here in the city because it really ties all of our initiatives together, whether it be bike lanes and parking, transportation, zoning ordinances, and the fallout from the general plan, uh, eventually the housing element, and the Salcedo Municipal Code uh, updates that are so desperately needed. Uh, so we really want to get this right, but we want to scope it in a way uh, that is sensible and uh, that is viable uh, to being able to implement in different phases and different pieces. So um, I would like to target potentially the first week of May, Director Phipps, to maybe unveil some of that to you in discussion to get your feedback and any staff that you'd like to, to add so we can slowly um, work towards a, a, a scope that um, we can all live with and then present that to the commission and ultimately um, uh, to the city council uh, with with our fee request, <laughs> yes. we keep putting in front of them, um, which will make it a little easier because they'll understand what what the actual scope is co compared to the fee. Uh, thank, you. thank you, thank you both. Uh, yes, I think if you can get a scope with a cost estimate attached to it, it might be easier to request funding because it's not uh, the, they'll understand what the range of funding is for what phases of work, and then uh, that might be easier to get it get it done. Uh, the next item is the landslide, uh, landslide uh, task force, uh, Commissioner Feller. Um, our next meeting, or I should say really our first meeting since we've uh, been called back is on April 20th. I believe it's at 1 p.m. I can confirm that, uh, Director Phipps, but that is the working group uh, that was originally convened for the landslide uh, task force along with Miller Pacific, which is the city's uh, consultant, uh, geotech and civil uh, consultant. Um, and I will report back after that meeting. Uh, thank you, Commissioner Feller. Um, with that, uh, the, the those are the report outs from subcommittee at this point. We'll take public comment on item five communications. Uh, is there any public either in the uh, audience or on Zoom? Seeing none, Chair. Uh, with that, we will close item five, move on to uh, item six, 
public hearing. Uh, our first public hearing uh, this evening is uh, for 658 Main Street. Um, and with that, uh, turn it over to, oh, yes, I, I apologize. Uh, at this point, we will ask if any commissioners have any ex parte communications. Thank you very much. Uh, Commissioner Saad. Nothing to declare. Nothing to declare. Me neither. Uh, I just want to report that I did go by 658 Main Street. Um, I was looking at the trees. I did, there were a couple workers there working on a retaining wall um, who asked what I was doing there. And I just told them, and that was the uh, extent of the conversation. They were not the owner of the property. Thank you, Chair. Uh, similarly, I also went by 658 and did talk to, uh, I think, the person in charge of doing the landscaping who pointed me to the appropriate trees, uh, but there were no ex parte communications. Uh, with that, we will uh, have a presentation from staff on 658 Main Street, and Ariana uh, is going to do that via uh, virtually, via Zoom, correct? Correct, Chair. Yeah, we have Ariana Mariscal, Assistant Planner, joining us for a presentation on this item. If we could um, load up Ariana's video and presentation. Uh, Ariana may have a verbal presentation prepared. If, if we could just turn her video on, she may. She'll get going. Ariana, the floor hey. is yours. Good evening. Uh, thank you, Brandon. The staff report at 658 Main Street request a tree removal permit to allow the removal of three trees measuring greater than 10 inches uh, diameter at, at breast height. Uh, the uh, at 658 Main Street. Uh, the applicant, Benjamin uh, Kahane, has applied for the removal of three trees, one Coast Live Oak, one California Bay, and one Cherry English Laurel. Uh, the arborist also acknowledged the following. Tree one is a Coast Live Oak. Observations from the arborist state the tissue around the entire lower trunk is necrotic with very little green le left in the canopy. The tree too is a California bay. The trunk of the tree is branched structurally in a way that the arborist could not take a representative of its diameter, but it was approximately 48 inches across. The arborist states the base of the tree is extremely hollow and decayed with multiple openings to the decay cavity. The tree has been cut back aggressively multiple times in its life, leading to large old wounds with associated decay in the canopy on large branches. The tree three is a cherry English laurel. The arborist report states that the, this tree shares a codominant trunk attached at grade, which shows there is a structural defect at the tree trunk and elevates that the likelihood of, of trunk failure for this tree. 
the arborist state states that it is has three codominant trunks, each exactly 14 inches in diameter. Codominant trunks with the attached shared attached at grade are common structural defect that elevates the likelihood of trunk failure. It is at the top of an old stone retaining wall. The base of the trunk appears to be in contact with the wall, which is cracked adjacent to the tree. The tree is sprouting from the base and along the lengths of the trunk and through the trees appear to have been recently pruned. There is significant dieback deadwood in the canopy. Uh, the project analysis or discussion, the arborist concludes tree one shows irreversible decline in remove, removal before it decays to the point of root failure. And it has been appraised, a negative appraised value equal to its cost of removal of the tree. Tree two has extensive decay from the base of this tree, increasing the likelihood of the whole tree failure. This would impact a large area covering two properties, which is likely to cause significant property damage. These two properties, as for trees one and two, the arborist states the effects or removal of these trees have on neighboring vegetation or Soil stability is less than impact of the tree if it were to be allowed to fail naturally and potentially falling onto desirable vegetation, consequently pulling the roots from its hillside. The arborist concludes tree three to be in early decline that that is outgrowing its available space. The Basal sprouting along with the sparse canopy has been identified as possible symptoms of possible root disease and overall showing definite symptoms of stressed health of the tree. The arborist concludes the whole tree removal of this tree is reasonable management decision at this stage of its early life and its removal should not have any significant impact on soil stability or on neighboring vegetation. The arborist concludes the apparent property damage caused by this tree requiring its removal negates any potential appraised value. Uh, staff agrees that trees one, two, and three are for condition aesthetically and physically and are or near the end of their useful life and therefore removal is warranted. As such, staff concludes the following objectives, section 1112030, B1A and D, section 112030B2A and C are consistent with the required and have satisfied objectives below uh, to ensure that public safety as it relates to the health of the tree, potential hazard to life or property, proximity to existing or proposed structures and interference with utilities or sewers 
to pursue good professional practices of forestry or landscape design and the tree to be removed put permit will be replaced with by one desirable tree. Uh, recommendations, staff recommends the planning commission approve the attached draft resolution approving the removal of three trees uh, per findings uh, to their declining health structure and possible impact on neighboring on the neighboring property in compliance with findings b2 a staff has included the following conditions in the draft resolution of approval which satisfy objective a uh, the property owner one the property owner will replace tree one with a, a single A sur macro film and by the arborist uh, minimum shall be a, a 15 gallon container size. The replacement tree shall be planted within 60 days of the subject tree removal. Two, documentation of the planting of the replacement tree, such as photographs, shall be provided by the community development department within 30 days of that of the planting of the replacement tree. Uh, exhibits one vicinity map two arborist report three draft resolutions have are provided and this will conclude my presentation. Uh, Ariana, thank you very much. That was a very thorough report. We really appreciate uh, the level of detail that you provided. Uh, with that, can, if we have questions of, of commissioners, we just raise your hand if you have questions of staff. Uh, Commissioner Commissioner Fella. Ariana, thank you so much, um, as the chair said, for such a thorough report and presentation tonight. I just had a couple questions that maybe you could help me with. Um, is it the arborist that did the appraisal? Yes. And um, are, under what criteria were they uh, appraising the value of, of these trees? I would ask the arborist if he's on the line. Uh, okay. I'm not sure that the arborist is, is on the line. Um, but I'll, I'll keep going here. Um, but you know, it it seems to me like these are, even though some of these are undesirable species, particularly the bay laurel, uh, the bay tree, um, this is quite an enormous canopy, uh, which is habitat um, that is being removed. And the recommendation, is this staff rec recommendation or the recommendation of the arborist just to put one 15-gallon tree back? It is the recommendation uh, from the arbors to uh, okay, okay, um, and is is the retaining wall work at all tied to this project in any way, or is that a separate permit? Not tied to to this project. Okay, all right. Thank you, Ariana. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Commissioner Feller. Other questions of staff, uh, Commissioner Graff. Uh, thank you. And thank you for the presentation. 
I just had a question about um, the work that's going on. There's a driveway and there's some people going, working down there, I noticed. And I also noticed a big chunk of tree trunk laying there. And I was wondering what that's all about. Does that have anything to do with this project or is that something separate altogether? That's outside of the scope of uh, of this project, Commissioner Graff. Okay, so it's it's not a, it's not connected in any way. Okay. Now, what's before you this evening is the removal of the trees only. Okay. okay. Any other questions of staff? If if not, uh, we'll look. The who, uh, Director Phipps is providing the applicant's presentation. Um, there is. Nobody that I am aware of um, that will be providing an applicant presentation. Um, Assistant Planner Mariscal, are you aware if the applicant is present and uh, will be providing a presentation? Confirming uh, the applicant is, uh, is not at a presentation, and nor has he is on the line. Okay. Uh, that's fine. If you'd like to step to the dais, yeah, you uh, you have an allocated 15 minutes to use at will. I will not use 15 minutes, um, but I just will add some color to uh, the presentation. Um, the canopy that you see is like not before, the canopy. Uh, before you start, if you could just give your name and address for the record. Thank Sorry, uh, Ben Gahane, 658 Main Street. Um, the, the trees in question were trees when we purchased the home over a year ago, um, we actually had an arborist look at the trees when we purchased the home as we were kind of concerned about them, the health of the trees. Um, and they were deemed to be irreversible, sudden oak death. Um, one of the trees, it's hard to see from those pictures, unfortunately. And um, But if you walk up as I have um, and you look behind, it's totally hollowed out. And I looked at this grand tree and I had visions of building a tree house for my son that was recently born. And unfortunately, it's a tree that is not sturdy and wouldn't feel comfortable putting a tree house there. Um, so we had another arborist come out once we purchased the home and same consistent finding. Um, the canopy of the live oak is not the canopy that you would see in the picture from the Google Maps. Unfortunately, we had a neighbor come out and ask questions um, as well at 123 Crescent. And she also looked at the canopy and said that there is no canopy. So, um, you know, there's we would like to replace it. Um, we enjoy the privacy. We enjoy the trees. As you can see, there's a lot of trees. We are just picking out the trees that are of concern. Um, there is a grade in the back of the house. We, as we all know, have been having significant rain, destabilizing soil. I think you mentioned a task force that is purpose is to look at that. Um, and so I think this is consistent with just keeping a safe surrounding. We have a newborn child. My wife and I are just concerned that if something were to happen, it would fall in the house. Um, so we've selectively chosen three trees um, merely because they were there. We inherited them basically. Um, and, um, that's really, that's really the extent of it. Um, the, the one in the front, there's a retaining wall. It's very close. There was a redwood that, um, had actually been topped by PG and E because it was unhealthy. And the reason it was unhealthy is because it has such a small base with the retaining wall, it can't expand. So it died. 
they were worried that the top would fall on the power lines. And the same thing when it, I think that it had been observed that there's been extensive cutback. A lot of that's been by PG&E because you have these dead limbs hanging over the lines. So um, they had flagged it as well. I mean, it's got a big red dot on it from their markings. It's something that is on their radar as well. So um, I think the report, thank you very much um, for the report. It was very thorough. And um, the arborist, I think, did a, a good job. As far as the replacement value, I can't speak to that. Um, but I do know that if the tree were to fall on the house, it is worth a lot more than replacing the tree with a 15-gallon tree that we can place on slightly more um, flat land that would eventually replenish the canopy. Um, I'm not sure if you can ask me questions or not, but that's my statement. Uh, thank you. you. You've got 11 minutes, 48 seconds left if we have any public comment and you want to respond. But if you could stay at the podium for questions from the commission, that would be helpful. First question I have for you is the replacement tree is going where tree uh, number one is? Which uh, the, the, the replacement tree, as I understand it, is um, for the uh, live oak. Um, which is in the in the rear not correct the and yeah. and I, I think the the one one the one issue would be putting it on an incline I think what we would probably do is put it at uh, it kind of flattens out and we would probably be putting it there just to establish how to have it establish solid root okay. and foundation all right thank you for that uh questions from the commission uh, and, uh commissioner Graf. um yeah I um Seems like we're talking. Seems like we're talking about one replacement tree. Shouldn't we be talking about three replacement trees? Well, I'm oh, sorry. I, I mean, I, um, well, is that a, a is that a question that the applicant will let the okay, applicant well, answer? Since you sort of directed it. Yeah, so I, I guess that would be. I mean, I, uh, clearly, it's your intent to re replace at least one of the trees. But it seems to me that. I was wondering why it would be just one. I did not specify it was just one. I don't know the criteria. I kind of let the arborist put forth his recommendation. The, If I was to guess, the replacement of the tree where the retaining wall would be would defeat the purpose of removing the tree. So I think we can cancel that one out. Um, as for the, and I don't know if it works as in you would place another tree somewhere else on the property. Um, I mean, that, that is something that I would be open to. Again, they're not large lots and these trees grow. So we would just have to figure out a place where we can put it that it would not be, again, putting it on the back where the soil is is potentially uh, degraded. Okay. So um, again, I'm not sure the recommendation as to why one versus three. Um, but again, happy to, to plant another tree. Okay, thank you for that. Thank you, Commissioner Graff. Commissioner Feller. Uh, thank you, Chair, and thank you, Mr. Cajon. Thank you for the explanation. It's very ha helpful uh, to us, of course, uh, to supplement uh, the great report that Ariana has already put together here tonight. Um, I, I would be interested in uh, a one-to-one -one replacement of the trees. I don't see any problem taking them out, but I would like to see if you'd be willing to uh, replace one for one. And part of the reason is that uh, a lot of the live coastal oaks really do work well in more of that uh, grove. Uh, it gives a nice canopy, they grow well together. 
Um, but if we're taking out the two trees, and I did go by your property, I didn't go walk onto your property or back there, but I do know that there's a slope in the back. And if those two trees are coming out and you're not replanting in that area, one of the things we just want to be mindful of is that sometimes when you remove the whole root ball, it creates instability on uh, those, that, those kinds of slopes. And so we want to just be mindful that that's not going to happen on your property to create any other issues for you. So would you be willing to look at more, like a one-for-one -one replacement? So three trees, it doesn't necessarily have to be on the hill, but would you be willing to look at that? I would look at it. I mean, I think that the, I mean, there's only so much land. Yeah. And, you know, at the risk of crowding out our house and presenting another problem further down the line, um, there is limited areas where we can plant trees. Um and I think that might be one of the reasons why they suggested the one. I mean, we can't really, um, I think where we can do it, again, it's like, so you've got Crescent above and then it goes down. And basically that whole area is, in my mind, doesn't make sense to plant a tree, but we would be keeping the the root ball to keep, like we would just basically, we're not gonna be ripping out the entire root system because like you yeah. very rightly point out that keeps the stability of the earth it's really just that it's so top heavy that we would be taking it out and then i think we would be open to planting another tree where it flattens out at the base um we would plant another tree um if we're planting two trees i really they're already getting crowded out yeah. and they're fighting for space. And one of the reasons they're unhealthy and some of the other ones are unhealthy is because there's only so much canopy and sunlight. So I think it would be creating another problem basically. Yeah. Um, so I think two trees in my mind is probably the maximum that the area can sustain. Okay. And you'd be willing to, to, we would do two trees. Yeah. I don't see where we would put a third. To yeah, be honest. the uh, and I know that Vice Chair wants to um, weigh in on this too. He's uh, but the the bay laurel, uh, unless you want it to grow back, you actually have to grind the stump. Well, sorry, uh, nothing that, kills those trees; they'll just keep coming back. That one will have to be removed. I was speaking towards the one on the yeah. hill for the soil. For, yeah, that one unfortunately <laughs> is is will have to get removed, and hopefully the retaining wall. It's a very old retaining wall that we'd like yeah. to see stay in place so we'll have to see vice chair <laughs> vice chair junior I, I was just going to make the exact same comment which you're going to have a tough time getting rid of that bay even <laughs> so it'll there'll be some bay roots coming up so it's uh, unbelievable how <laughs> those suckers come up yeah. like so quickly but I, i'm very supportive of the two tree um solution here and i appreciate that thank okay you. thank you Commissioner Silas all said. Um, Ed, Ed, any other comments from the commission? At this point, uh, we will open it up for public comment, uh, both in Zoom and in the room. Uh, if anybody wants to raise their hand in the room or raise your hand on the Zoom, uh, this is the time for public comment. Seeing none, Chair. Okay, with that, we will close public comment and we will bring it back up to the dais. Uh, you can have a seat for now, and we may ask to have you come back up if we have any further questions. Thank you very much. Who would like to start? I'll start. Even though I haven't said anything yet, I was listening. I didn't have very many questions. I did think it was a thorough arborist report, um, but I too was going to suggest at least one more tree. I also walked by your the property and, and, and not on the property, but I am aware of that slope, and I think 
Um, I, I think three might be just just burdensome um, for the owner. So I think a, a two tree replacement. Otherwise, you know, I'm happy to support the motion or um, all removal of all three trees with a two tree replacement, um, subject to the owner's discretion on where it's best on the property. Um, I think it's quite straightforward, in my opinion. Thank you, Commissioner Saad. Commissioner Vice Chair Junius. I would second that motion. If that's a motion, did you make a motion? I think I made a motion. All right. Yeah. Second. Can I ask for clarification on the motion yes. from, from Ariana? Because I just want to make sure that um, this, do we need to specify the species or is that clear in this arborist report that gives, I think, two different species will allow staff to work with the arborist to confirm that? I don't think that we need to uh, weigh in on that. Uh, just want to double check with you, Ariana. And I, it, this is actually addressed in the findings and conditions of approval. Um, at present, uh, the condition, the, the end of attachment one states the property owner will replace trees one and two with either an island oak or a coast live oak as recommended by the arborist. Uh, minimum tree size shall be 15 gallon container size and the trees have to be planted within 60 days of the subject tree removal. So at present, the resolution incorporates a two tree replacement um, and provides that the commission is going to be waiving um, the requirement to replace a third tree. Well, thank you, City Attorney Rudin. Uh, that's, um, I'm glad you clarified that. It's different than the recommendation in the staff report. So let's go with um, yes. the, with, uh, with, with the motion and I totally support the motion. I'm just, I just want to read, uh, bring it up on screen, uh, my computer to read that what he just read out. From. So bear with me for a second. Uh, or, no, I know. I just want to read it. Okay. Uh, uh, does that, uh, that doesn't have to be any clearer than that. Because you can read it two ways, I think, is what I'm asking. You can read it that it'll replace tree one and tree two with either, meaning one, uh, or you can read it to be two. Do, do we want I, to I, I think that the commission, if, if you wanted to clarify this issue, I would recommend that you move to approve the resolution and replace that condition of approval with a requirement that the property owner will replace will provide two replacement trees, replacing trees one and two with either a island oak or coast live oak. Okay, the, uh, the, the maker of motion willing for that amendment. Yes, I would take that amendment. Second. Yes. Okay, uh, Commissioner Graff. I'm happy with the motion. Commissioner Feller, any further comments? No, thank you very much for the clarification. Uh, Director Phipps, you're clear on the wording that is needed. Uh, uh, with that, you want to take a. Make sure the applicant. Uh, your are you are you okay with the? Uh, if you can come to the uh, to the podium. Uh, you're okay with uh, we're leaving it up between the arborists and community development for what the true trees are out of those two choices, uh, but there would be two trees, and you're comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with two trees. I'm, can you just speak to the community development? Does that require a second approval, or how does that conversation? No, I, I, what it would require is that the uh, you would define what they are, and you just let 
community development know. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming it's one of those two species that is listed in the uh, the resolution that was attached to the agenda, which you probably see. Yeah, that, that's 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 absolutely fine. And if I may, Chair, uh, just for the record, sir, do you have a preference with between the two trees? I would probably do a little bit of research. I can't speak to that right now. Uh, we'll, we'll work with you. Okay. Happy to. Okay. So basically, I have a choice between the two that had been set forth, and assuming I pick, I mean, the community. What is what is the name of the the community community, community development, development department. department community development department? Okay. Director Phipps and oh, Ariana sorry. and team. Okay. Sorry. So yes. So I will. I'll do some research, let you know, and then you can tell me if that is suitable. Very good. Thank you. Okay. And the the second condition, which was in which is in the materials, which you may have seen, was within uh, thirty days of the planting of the trees, you just have to provide photographs um, or documentation or photographs to the community development department, which is Brandon's department. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Uh, with that, Director Phipps, can you take a roll call vote on the motion? Happy to share. Thank you, Commissioner Saad. Yes. Commissioner Graf. Yes. Commissioner Feller. Yes. Vice Chair Junius. Yes. Chair Luxembourg. Yes. Motion passes. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, with that, we will move on to item 6B, uh, 626 Sausalito Boulevard, which was uh, a project that we heard uh, previously. Uh, it was re-noticed because of uh, a change of the date that we had, uh, did it to a date certain. Uh, but uh, given that, um, Magna Gonzalez will do a presentation on that. Uh, Magna, if you could. Uh, but, but before we move on, Chair, um, one, one quick note. I, I had to recuse myself from the last hearing on this matter, and I will do so again tonight. Um, my law firm represents one of the consultants working with the applicant here, so I'll be taking off right now. So have a good night, everybody. Uh, thank you, Vice Chair Junius. Uh, uh, Ms. Gonzalez, uh, when, in doing your presentation, if you could just focus on the changes from the previous uh, hearing, we don't need to go through a full analysis of what we heard at the last hearing because this is really a continuation of that. So if you could just focus on what has changed since the last hearing. Okay, I understood. Um, give me just a second so I can share my screen. Okay, um, since the item was brought to you March 1st, um, there were a few items that you requested the applicant reconsider. They were proposing originally to add two parking spaces um, and you asked them to reconsider and just add one expanded parking space that would be more suitable for um, a standard vehicle to park in. And you asked them to reconsider the smaller parking area that we're proposing and eliminate it and replace it with a planter um, and in an area to locate the trash containers and for the planter to um, screen those planters. So they have done that. You've also commented on the trellis that they were proposing and you asked for a simpler design, um, something that wasn't so obtrusive and that wouldn't stand out or protrude in the, um, onto the street. So they uh, updated, updated that as well. Um, they kept the same color scheme, but they did provide a simpler um, design. And they also um, shifted the entry steps to the right side. 
um, to accommodate the oak tree that was there and for easier access to the property. They added um, planters on both sides of the um, trellis as well. We also made some changes to the staff report, um, and those are listed on the other side of this um, slide. We added um, the zoning analysis summary table, which shifted up in position of the staff report. It's at the top of the report. We added some more information regarding the Historical Preservation Commission and how they determined that this property was not of significant um, historical significance. And just some additional information um, clarifying why we had to re-notice it since the previous agenda um, was full and couldn't be heard at that time. So the applicant has provided an updated um, site plan with the modifications that you requested. They expanded um, the parking space on the west side of the property. The length is now, um, the width is 60, 20, almost 27 feet. Uh, it's an increase of about seven inches from what they were proposing previously. I'm sorry, seven feet from what they were proposing previously. The steps were also shifted to the right side as I previously mentioned. And um, on the right side, you can see the planter with the proposed um, area for the trash containers on the right side. And if I may, um, uh, Magda, uh, if, uh, by when we say to the right, I believe we mean to the east. To the east. I apologize. Yes, to the east. The colors are the same. Um, there weren't any concerns that you expressed last time, so they kept the same colors, the same color schemes. Um, the trellis, the arbor is updated to a more simplistic design. On this slide, you will see the previously proposed um, design with the current one. In comparison, you can see that the trellis is um, thinner. It doesn't um, obstruct the road as much as the previously the previous one, and it's um, more of a one-circle design that um, was requested. This slide shows different angles of the updated design. As you can see on the um, on the picture, the first picture, um, the planter, the proposed planter with the trellis, um, planters on both sides of that trellis, and then an expanded um, parking on the west side of the property. Um, I'm not sure if you want me to go over the same um, CEQA exceptions that they still apply um, under section 15301 and section 15303. We made the findings for um, all applications requested. And staff recommends that the Planning Commission adopt a resolution um, to approve the design review permit with height and review, the variance, the tree removal permit, and the encroachment agreement uh, for the project as proposed in this revised proposal, um, subject to the conditions of approval. Or um, the Planning Commission may continue the hearing for additional information and or project revisions or direct staff to prepare a solution for denial, stating the specific reasons, any or one, any one or more of the findings cannot be made. Um, that concludes my presentation. I'm available for questions. The owner, Shema Cup, and the applicant, Andrea Tavano are also available via Zoom. Uh, Ms. Gonzalez, thank you. I do greatly appreciate the fact you gave a nice, succinct uh, summary of what the changes are. Uh, at this point, uh, questions from commission members of the staff report. 
Uh, Commissioner Graff. Uh, I have a couple of questions. <clears throat> um, it's not clear on the drawings, at least I couldn't determine um, the area for the trash containers, there's a, it, it, it's called out, but, it, uh, it, but there's nothing on the plan that's, that's understandable about how big that area is or if it's paved or where it is. It's just really hard to figure out how that works and how they get the trash cans there. And it's just not clear from the plan. That was one question. And the other is, um, that the uh, the trellis, uh, the proposed trellis, there there are no dimensions on it. There are no dimensions telling how tall it is. I, I see how wide it is, but there's nothing on the height. So I would like to know how tall it is, and I'd like to know how the trash container area is handled. It just doesn't. It just I I can't see it on the drawings. I apologize, I was trying to unmute myself and it wouldn't let me. Um, let me share the screen. The plans do show um, dimensions for that area for where the um, previously smaller parking area was proposed. And um, It shows measurements on here. Um, so it is going to be paved. It is paved. The road is paved. Um, it will just, they, they currently have this stairs already existing. So instead of hauling um, the trash cans all the way to the bottom through the stairs, they will just be able to store them right here behind that planter. And, and what is the surface behind the planter? It's just not clear what's there, um, whether it's paved or not. Yeah, it's paved. What level it's on, or it's just really hard to figure out what's going on there. The drawing is not clear, that's all. Okay. So I just want to be sure that, you know, somebody's covered that base. And then the other was that there's no height. I couldn't find a height on the, on the trellis. I do not have a height on the trellis, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. That's all the questions I had. Uh, thank you, Commissioner Graff. Maybe we can get some clarity from the applicant when they do their presentation. Uh, other questions? I have none. No. Okay. Um, with that, uh, will uh, is is the applicant on Zoom, uh, Magda? Uh, so yes, she is. Uh, if the applicant can come on, uh, Maria, can we un unmute them and make uh, them able to be co-host and share screen? Ms. Montalbano, the floor is yours. You have 15 minutes to a presentation. Uh, you can reserve time if, uh, if you want to respond to any public comments that we get. Hi, thank you. Um, so the uh, the area for the for the trash containers they are there now. So if you went to that's exactly where they are right right now. It's a it's just a level 
area that's contained by a retaining wall and the trash containers sit there. So if you had gone by the property, you probably would have noticed that they were there. That's why we didn't go into detail with it because we just hadn't called it out in the previous plan. So we just wanted to point out that that's where they were. Um, and for the height of the trellis, um, my general understanding is that basically, you know, eight feet is kind of maximum height allowable for something that's in the right of way that's that kind of thing. So we were thinking eight feet at the peak and it's a curved top. So, you know, we have to allow for that six foot eight clearance. So we really can't go lower than that. Otherwise, you know, people would hit their head and have a difficult time getting out of it. So it was eight foot maximum height. And um, yeah, the, the trash container, the surface right now is like loose brick and stone. It's a little rough. We'll probably clean that up during the construction process and making it, you know, slightly better surface. But it really isn't really changing. Okay. Well, thank you very much. That that clarifies uh, my questions. Thanks. Yeah. Sorry, I should have put that dimension on there. I it's sorry. That's it. about what I figured it was. Uh, do you have any other additional items you want to uh, mention before we open up to public comment? Uh, I just wanted to say that I know that um, there was some discussion of, of there was a suggestion of bringing the uh, retaining wall closer to the house to potentially get a wider parking space. But what the, it's really from the inside of the retaining wall to the proposed roof is just over three feet. So we didn't feel like we could expand that anymore. So instead we lengthened it, um, we shifted the stair over, um, but kept it far enough away from the oak tree so that it won't impact that existing oak. And then we added those planters basically to protect the trellis from being hit by a car that's trying to park as we talked about last time. So that's basically it. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, with that, we will open it up for public comment. Um, if anybody wants to make public comment, it's in the room. Just uh, raise your hand and, and you can come up to the podium. Seeing none, Chair. Um, uh, anybody on Zoom? Seeing none. And just to give attendees another opportunity to provide public comment if they're interested, if you'd like to provide public comment on the item, please raise your hand and step or and or step to the dais. Seeing none, Chair. Okay. At this point, we'll close public comment and we'll bring it back up to the dais. Um, looking for uh, okay, Commissioner Feller, please. Thank you, Chair, um, uh, and uh, thank you, Magda, and to the applicant for coming back to us with those modifications and changes as we discussed at our last hearing. Um, I fully support this project and am ready to make a motion. Uh, any comments before a motion is made? Only that, uh, uh, yes, I also appreciate uh, the changes that were made. For our request, I think the solution is good. Uh, it looks great, and so I'm ready to approve it. Commissioner Saad. Same. I'm ready to approve. Appreciate the changes, and also to Magda, thank you for the um, additions in the staff report with HPC and all the all the detail. That was really helpful. So I'm ready to support a motion to approve. Uh, thank you, Commissioner Saad. Commissioner Fellow, do you want to make a motion? Uh, 
Yes, I'd like to uh, make a motion to approve project number uh, 2022-00051 um, with these revised changes. Second. Uh, any further uh, discussion? If not, Director Phipps, can you please call the roll? Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Saad? Yes. Commissioner Graff? Yes. Commissioner Feller? Yes. Vice, he is um, abstaining. Chair Luxembourg? Uh, yes. Motion passes. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, next item is uh, adjournment. So moved. So moved. Brandon, on the on the last motion, I would note recusal, not not abstention. Ag agreed, Sergio. Thank you. That was my uh, misspeaking. Thank you, Thank you uh, Attorney Rudin. Uh, with that, uh, we'll look forward to seeing you all in a couple of weeks.